Welcome to Get Lost Life, a podcast for and about real people. Join us as we share personal, real, and uncut stories to help you navigate through life. Grab your favorite cocktail and enjoy the ride with your hosts, Ty and Quincy Dawkins. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Get Lost Life. This is your co-host, Ty, and I'm here with Quincy. What's up? What's up? Today, we are going to talk a little bit about the journey to happiness. Um, We read a lot of articles on a daily basis, and, you know, a lot of them are around, you know, different ways that people are seeking happiness. Um, Specifically, um, some of the articles we read are around travel and health and wellness and um, why travel is proven to like actually improve your overall health and wellness. So we just wanted to take a few moments to discuss, you know, um, how travel has helped the both of us heal and what we're doing from a company perspective. But more importantly, we want to talk about just the concept of the search for happiness and the things that people go through along that journey. Yeah. Um, and one of the things we kind of we look at and we were thinking of is the different levels of stress of life and what, you know, cause each of us have, we deal with these things on a daily basis, whether it's um, you're burned out from work or school, or, you know, you've been passed over for a job or promotion. Um, you know, you might just not be in the same place that you envisioned your life uh, where you would be at that time. Um, you could be, you know, bored from the same routines that you're doing your day to day in and out, um, or just tired of the environment that you're living in or, or the place that you live. You know, maybe the weather sucks and, you know, gray skies, cold days, uh, make for, uh, make you really want to just hibernate. And, um, so I, I understand some of that stuff and, uh, uh, which is so why, you know, sunshine is so important as well. Um, and then, you know, also with uh, dealing with uh, the emotions that come with tragedy, um, you know, because life can be difficult and it'll definitely throw you a curveball um, and unhappiness can lead to a lot of uh, devastating events. Yeah, I think we all go through, like Quincy said, things on a daily basis. And oftentimes we don't realize the impact that these individual um, factors or situations are having on our well-being. Um, we all have been, you know, passed over for a job or a promotion and, you know, that can kind of mess with your psyche because it has you kind of thinking, am I good enough? Or, you know, why, why didn't I get the job? And, you know, now with social media, we see, you know, everybody's happy. Well, it looks like everyone's happy and, you know, everybody's posting all the good things about themselves. I just got this new job, this new car, this new house. And, you know, it's only fair that sometimes it has you thinking like, well, why am Um, I'm doing all the right things, but why am I never, you know, achieving the things that I would like to achieve in life? So, you know, there's that constant um, funnel of emotions that we experience on a daily basis. Yeah. And, you know, it at least a lot of it leads, you know, you're just trying to fill that void. And like you mentioned, you know, there's a lot of things that we try to do to fill that void. Um, you know, shopping is one of the things people like to be able to buy material items and, you know, clothes, uh, uh, because it gives them that instant gratification of a new item, new shiny this, new shiny that. Um, or it might just be, you know, the lifestyle you live in, you know, partying up, popping bottles in the club or whatever the case may be. 
Um, but all those things are, you know, fun and you enjoy them. Um, but the lifespan is real short. Uh, so when we start thinking about what are things that we can really do to prolong uh, that period of happiness, um, I think one of the things that Ty and I both have uh, realized is that travel became that it factor for us. Yeah, like Quincy said, travel is that it factor for us. But um, I think anything in obsess can, you know, be bad for you and have, you know, some significant impacts on your life. Um, when we look at people who are, you know, constantly out and about doing things, popping bottles and that kind of stuff, it looks fun. But if you think about like the financial impact that that's also having, it's very expensive to actually go in a club and get a table and get bottles and, you know, shopping is very expensive as well. And, you know, it gets to a point where you're just never satisfied, like you buy something and then you want something else. So it's, it's never going to be satisfying to you. And the unfortunate part that comes with stress and all of these things is, you know, people either, you know, get to a point where they're too down, where they commit suicide or, you know, they're depressed or, you know, they start relying on substance um, to get them through the day. So, you know, if you see someone and they're drinking a lot, it may not just be like this person's having a good time, but maybe they're trying to drown out whatever is causing them stress in their lives. Um, and I think we all know someone who's been there or someone who's even there currently. Um, I have to constantly assess my life because, um, I know that I have like an addictive personality and certain things, like even things that we wouldn't think that are addictive, I can, you know, kind of, um, go in and be addicted on that. So every now and then I try to assess like, what are the things that I'm constantly going to? And is it that I'm going to it for a good reason? Or is it, you know, more of addictive behavior and what's causing that behavior? Yeah, I can relate. Um, I mean, like I said, all these things are things that, uh, you know, I've uh, experienced in my life directly. So, um, and you don't realize that, that you're going down a certain path or you're doing certain things to, to try to compensate for something else until you really have time to sit back and reflect on it. Or it finally gets to a point where you're, you realize that that endless chase isn't there. It's, it's still there and you're not finding that happiness that you're been looking for. So then you have to draw back and, and, and start really doing some self evaluation and try to determine those things that make you happy in life. Um, and, try to grab hold of those as, as much as possible and eliminate the things that we're doing to hold you back in other instances. Yeah, Quincy and I um, started Get Lost because we were on a quest to find happiness as well. We didn't realize at the time that we had already found it or even found our purpose. We just wasn't harnessing that energy in the right way. Um, like I said, anything can be addictive. So initially, like travel was our escape. So we were using it um, to escape and we were doing it over and over again instead of actually being intentional and purposeful around the travel and, and trying to get something out of it. I realized that my dissatisfaction in my daily life came from the lack of freedom. And when I say the lack of freedom is I spent 15 plus years of my life letting others define what good looked like for me. And one of my favorite quotes is, can you remember who you were before the world told you who you should be? 
And it's funny because you out here people say, well, I wish I was in your shoes. But truth be told, I've always envied people who either had a trade or an artistic skill, like people who are either singers, artists, authors, um, hairdressers, because I feel like those people actually um, are good, enjoy what they're doing, (laughs) are good at what they're doing. It's a talent. It's a skill. Whereas me, I'm just intelligent. And when I say that, I mean, like, you give me a job and I'm going to master it. I'm a type A type personality. So whatever you give me, I'm going to excel because in my heart, I just love to win. So, um, but the problem was, is that I was playing for someone else. The game that I was playing, I was playing it for someone else and I was not winning on my terms. So this for me was like the beginning of my corporate meltdown. And when I realized like there's something greater, there's something else that, you know, I need to do, or, you know, I need to figure out, you know, what my journey for happiness is. And that's when I kind of sat down and, you know, started bouncing ideas off of Quincy and he started bouncing ideas off of me of what, you know, good look like for us. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and when we talk about traveling with a purpose, that was exactly it, you know, because a lot of times we were, when we were taking trips and doing things, it was uh, really just, um, to try to get out and get away, but we weren't really, really taking in the full environment. And, it was, and it's like, you're now in this a steady rush of, um, you know, I'm trying to squeeze in all these activities or do all these things on, on your trip. So then using that becoming, then started becoming more mindful when we're taking our trips and, um, and wanted to share that information in terms of just, you know, um, being really mindful and tuned to, what what it is that we want to get out of the trip what it, what do we want to get out of the experience is it uh learning about a new culture um you know really exploring different landscapes um which open your minds up to um you know just so many different things um and i i just don't i think it's really endless of what a person gains from true travel experiences and um you know so it's really, but you do need to be mindful in that, you know, and, um, you know, so it's not always just trying to enjoy that moment, you know, really try to take back and, and look and look and really try to figure out what it is that you want to get out of this experience. Absolutely. So if we, you know, just break it down a little bit more in terms of why we think travel is healthy. Um, one of the primary reasons I feel like travel is healthy is because it stays with you much longer um, than the satisfaction that you'll actually receive if you went out and purchased something material wise. What I noticed is when I was out there, you know, purchasing things that, you know, brought me temporary satisfaction, like, for example, a Louis Vuitton bag. I started out with the small bag and then I wanted a big bag and then the big bag was a print bag that was no longer good enough for me. I wanted the good leather from Louis and it just never was enough. It was like always like, let me one up, let me figure out, you know, what I can buy that's better than the next thing. And that satisfaction was really only temporary. Um, so um, one of the quotes I saw today is that adaptation is one of the enemies of happiness. So the more and more that we buy, you know, we kind of our lifestyle kind of adapts to it and then it's no longer enough. So we just keep, you know, trying and trying. But if I think about travel, I still very much talk about trips that we took seven or more years ago. 
And even if I can't go back to that place physically right now, mentally, if I think about the memories and think about the things that I've done and that we did when we were there, it makes me happy in that moment. So the lasting effects of travel stick around a lot longer than I don't think about those bags. Quincy can witness. I haven't carried a purse and I don't know how long the bags are on the shelf. And, you know, that no longer does it for me personally. So I think that's would you say that's one of the biggest? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and we I think we both kind of identified the same thing. Me was doing the same type of, you know, whether it's shopping for, you know, uh, whatever new shoes or whatever the case may be, or, you know, uh, you know, smoking cigars in the lounges and, you know, things that I really liked doing, but it became excessive. Um, and then it was like, okay, I'm still feeling the same type of way, you know? So, um, absolutely. And when you think about traveling, I mean, there, you can just paint that mit- mental picture in your head sometimes when you just close your eyes and you can picture a pace, a place almost, you know, to the T. Yeah. And, and it's just, and right away you get some type of sense of, uh, happiness and just it comes over you and you just start, you know, you don't, you're almost smiling whether it's outside or inside, uh, because you remember that those moments. And I think even before I could travel, even as far back as a young girl, I always feel like I traveled mentally. So anytime I was in a stressful situation or a position where I wanted to escape, I was always in my mind, either traveling through a book or traveling through my imagination. So I just think, you know, just the power of picturing yourself somewhere and then actually one day being able to be in that place is, you know, a beautiful thing. That's interesting you said that because I, I, I was the uh, same type of way when I was a kid. I mean, maybe not as reading as much, um, but definitely had a very active imagination and, and, and really just try to picture myself in different types of places. Even not, and some of those type of places that don't come true, you know, it's some hard time in life. And, uh, right. It, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty powerful what your mind can, um, can imagine at a young age. And, and when you start, Given that experience to younger people, then, you know, you really start seeing some uh, phenomenal effects um, into just the growth of an individual and uh, how much more they appreciate other, you know, some of the finer things that a lot of us overlook. You know, um, I think that's another good thing that's always come out of it because you travel to some places and you see um, how others maybe struggling a lot more than what we're doing even here. And it makes you even more appreciative um, of the fact of what we do have. You know, sometimes we, I think sometimes we get a little spoiled and we, we uh, forget about the blessings that we have in front of us. Um, and, um, you know, because we're looking at someone else's, uh, what we perceive as their happiness and thinking that maybe we're not achieving the same level. Um, so, you know, I think there's other, um, it also gives you something to look forward to, you know, when you're, you have that something that you're always, you know, you have a trip planned for a few months down the line. Um, you know, you, when you're working and doing that day to day thing that you're kind of tired of, it reminds you of why you're doing it again, you know, so. So we talked a little bit about being intentional and purposeful. So I think, you know, the kicker here is that, you know, Travel can help you escape, but you also need to be intentional about what you expect to get out of that. So having that reflection time and 
um, figuring out how to minimize that stressor because obviously when you return back to whatever it is, it's still going to be there. And if done right, travel should enrich your life and kind of open your mind in a way that you begin to understand what's important in life. And for me, I started understanding like experiences were more important than actual, you know, material gratification. Um, so, and then Quincy was talking a little bit about how when you go somewhere, you know, you experience different things, you, you kind of, in a way are walking in another's, um, taking their shoes. So walking in someone else's shoes and it kind of, you know, increases your cognitive ability because your brain is working, you're learning new things, you're learning new cultures. Um, so it's been proven actually that travel can also increase your mental brain health. Yeah, I, I believe that a hundred percent, just, just from what I've experienced and what I've seen others experience in life and, uh, the same type of, um, you know, just, the just how their outlook is on, on, on life is usually seems to be different than people who don't, you know, try to get out and travel abroad and, and see more things. Uh, and, and that's another thing, you know, I just said travel abroad, but it's not always traveling abroad, you know, sometimes it's writing your, your, your backyard, um, but it's somewhere different that you've never been and you never explored, you know, some, there's so many different aspects of our, our life and our, our cultures and our cities that a lot of us don't even take the time to take in every day. You know, sometimes you just need to be a, a tourist in your own area. Um, and, you know, we're not far from home even, you know, and it is even that still has that same type of impact. Yeah. And a lot of people ask us all the time about, you know, how travel kind of um, helped us heal as well as how do we travel as often as we do. And I think, you know, it goes to Quincy's point, like this past weekend, you know, we had an experience in our own city. So we didn't have to travel anywhere to have that experience. We went to a surfing competition, never in life that I think I would ever go to a surfing competition. Um, but it was free. Yeah. All we had to do was, you know, drive over to the beach, sit there and watch it. And it was very enlightening, actually. So I think, you know, the thing is just to have experiences. And also, you know, you can plan smaller getaways. So what we typically like to do is we like to have one to two larger trips a year and then, you know, sprinkle these smaller trips throughout the year because we know during certain periods we're going to be stressed or when we, we have a threshold. So know your threshold. Right. We know in the two to three month mark, it's going to be time, time to, you know, invest in our self-care. Um, so at that point is when we usually start to, you know, try to plan like a weekend getaway. And I think it's also been very beneficial to us since we moved to California because there are a lot of places in driving distance that we can explore and experience without having to get on the plane. So, you know, that saves us money just being able to, you know, drive somewhere for the weekend, get a couple of days and kind of decompress and then come back. So it's, you know, not always about big and grand trips. It's those small you know, stolen moments that you find that kind of help you to relieve stress as well. So if you can kind of plan your life in that way where you actually plan moments of self-care, because as much as we try on a daily basis, I think it's not enough. So we have to just plan moments throughout the year where we take a time out. Yeah, well said, well said. I mean, it, you hit it right on the point. And the funny thing is that, like I said, we, we, we're we having these this, as we're having this conversation, you know, I'm just 
thinking about how so in line we are with some of the stuff that, you know, cause we don't even, we don't really have to even talk about like when the, when that moment happened that we realized that this became important factor of our lives, you know, and we, it came over the other things, you know, that's not even, so we're, we're sitting here having this conversation now. Um, but you know, it's interesting to me that we don't, I don't think we've really ever sit there and said, well, you know what? I'm, when I got burned out with that stuff too, around the same time, you know, and it's, and, or when we realize that, um, the other things weren't fulfilling in our lives, you know? Um, so, you know, I, I agree, but yeah. Uh, and I think for me, um, what made it even more um, valuable for me traveling and healing was just watching someone else you loved experience something new. So whether it's been, you know, my trips with Quincy or, um, my trips with our kids, it's just an amazing feeling that not only are you experiencing something brand new, but to actually watch it through someone else's eyes. Because, you know, I may feel a certain type of way about something and someone else experiences it completely different. So, you know, within those moments, we can also, you know, kind of converse and say, you know, what did you think about today and how did it go? And, you know, just those moments of reflection and relaxation, as well as, you know, watching and walking in someone else's shoes and seeing them experience something for the first time. Yeah. And I think that was kind of really like hit home uh, with me as well when we were, especially in like South Africa, <clears throat> you know, just seeing how everyone else's reactions were different to the experience and uh, what they, you know, kind of got out of it and what, what parts that they like more and what, you know, they didn't like. So I, I always find a lot of enjoyment in that as well, just seeing other people's, um, how other people in, um, are receiving, you know, this, the same experience. But, um, yeah, I read an article today and then put it into perfect words and I shared it with Quincy and it talked about how experiences are a bigger part of you than material things. So, um, and it just talks about how your travel experience are, are, or become a part of who you are. And for me, the way I kind of translated that is through travel, I have become more empathetic. It goes back to what Quincy was saying when he said that, you know, when you experience other people's cultures, you become more humble and more aware of situations around the world. And, you know, your problems at home seem very minute to the things that other people are experiences. And I think it made me more empathetic as an individual to travel around the world and just see how individuals are living and, you know, just have a more grateful heart on a daily basis. Um, I, I know when I'm saying my prayers, I always say, you know, thank God for small things like water and, you know, just, you know, the simple things um, that, some people don't get right. when we travel to even Cuba, in our, even in our own country. I mean, you look yeah. at what's going on in places like Flint and stuff like right. that, you know, absolutely just not even having the, you know, bare essentials to have clean water. You know, those are things that most of us take for granted every day. And we think of it as a third world problem. Um, but in, in, in reality, it's even a, a local problem, you know, but um, so, but without being, there to experience that right. in Flint, you know, yeah, we had the, or other places that it's been the same thing, you know, had you been through there, maybe you might've known, but obviously we have news to keep us abreast of these types of news situations. But, um, you know, it, it definitely gives you a new understanding and appreciation, different cultures, different religions, um, you know, uh, ethnicities, 
you you really start to if you already don't you know accept all people it really easy it makes it much more easier for you to accept people's differences um and not be judgmental towards that yeah and also i think one of the other reasons why travel has been as healing as it has been for us is especially during those trips where we were like forced to disconnect if i think about thailand we were kind of forced um, because there wasn't good Wi-Fi service, you know, it was back then when, you know, you had to pay for every call and text. Nowadays, some of that's free internationally. So we were kind of, you know, forced in like when we went to Cuba as well. And so I noticed in those moments where we're kind of forced to disconnect because it's hard to do in this day and age where you can access everything so quickly through technology to actually force yourself to like turn the phone off. And I think that's important because sometimes, at least a long time ago for us, we both used to bring work with us. And now we're very intentional about not being work, but now we own a business. And I think one of my fears of, okay, is this my purpose? Is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And if so, how do I keep it a place of peace and a place of happiness when it becomes work? And so I think that's, our current struggle because you know we can't always just disconnect so sometimes we'll be on vacation and we can disconnect from work but we still have clients who we have to look after and a business to run so and the fact that our businesses travel we have to share a little bit more of our experiences than what we used to and so it becomes work in a way um, I'm still getting enjoyment out of it, but it is work is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. So even still, I think we now have to be more intentional than ever um, about making the experience even more special and finding moments where we can find that peace and disconnecting. Yeah, I've, well, I've seen that, uh, especially you. I think you you deal with it a lot more than I do in terms of, you know, always struggling with uh, trying to put down the work. Um, so. Um, I've gotten better with it, but, um, you know, I know that you still struggle with it, but let's talk about our upcoming, um, we both do, but, um, let's talk about our upcoming retreat a little bit and what, what we're going to be doing, um, in St. Lucia for, um, for the individuals who are attending. Yeah. So I think first, um, for those who don't know, and this is maybe your first time listening, um, our company is Get Lost VIP and our niche is, um, bespoke or wellness travel experiences. And so I guess what that means for us is when we talk about bespoke, it's more about customized experiences that are specific to you. Now, don't get me wrong. We have a lot of clients and the majority of our clients, I would say, come to us and say, this is what I want to do. But we specialize in actually customizing and making an experience for people. So if you're open to that, we do that as well. But in terms of wellness, I would say, our wellness is more focused around being intentional and purposeful. Um, some of you have heard wellness travel center around like, I'm going to go to this resort that specifically does yoga or it's a weight loss camp or something like that. So I would say we're not like really in that arena, but we are about, you know, um, helping others to heal and whatever areas of life that, you know, you need that healing in. And I think um, our mission this is why I think our mission is Quincy may disagree is to connect people of diverse backgrounds for a common goal. 
And so I believe that's, that is what we do through our retreat. So our first retreat was a women's wellness and empowerment retreat. And we just brought women of differing backgrounds together. And at the end of the day, through the conversations and, um, the open sharing, we found out that although, you know, these women had different experiences in life and different careers and different journeys at the core of everything, um, there was a common theme. And we could relate on a deeper level, even if we couldn't relate on a daily basis to, you know, what that individual is going through. And that retreat in itself was a more structured type of retreat, meaning we planned and managed all the daily activities in terms of, you know, in the morning, everybody would wake up, they would do yoga and meditation, we would have a chef cook breakfast, then we have a life coaching session. So everything was managed and organized by us, which was fine because some people need structure. And I do need that sometimes. And if you have a specific area or specific need that you're targeting, I think that's important. But our wellness experience that's coming up in St. Lucia is more about giving people a choice. Because I think as much as we can talk about what you need to improve in life, you can bang me upside the head like a hundred times. But until I come to terms that this is an area this is that I want to invest in, then I'm not going to do it. So you have to give people choice. And one of the things I found, I wouldn't say anyone didn't want the structure, but I know some mornings you could tell that some of the women want to sleep in. Like, I don't want to go downstairs for yoga. Right. And so what our wellness experience is about is we picked a location that has an enormous amount of activities and experiences that are centered around both mind, your body, not just your physical body in terms of exercise, but also your food, like what is the right foods to take for the diet that you're trying or the goals that you're trying to achieve in your spirit. And it's also a resort where you can just choose to relax, read a book and have a great time. But they're also offering a lot of activities that a normal person wouldn't think of doing. Well, at least I wouldn't like fencing and um, I don't know what some of the uh, I yeah, archery, archery, you know, like things you of... wouldn't do on a daily basis, right. but can all be calming and bring peace to you. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to create the environment, but we're not going to actually force people to do anything. All of these activities are at their disposal and they're included in their package. They can even go to the spa every day. So if you choose what's relaxing for me is just to go to the spa every day. I don't want to do yoga. I don't want to do cycling or any of that stuff. I'm just going to go to the spa and sit by the pool and read a book. That's your choice. But we've created the environment that allows you to make that free choice. And I think that's what it's about. It's about giving you um, the environment because some people don't even know like what it is to be um, healthy and what it means for overall health and wellness. So to provide that atmosphere, but then allow people to have the choice um, to choose. Obviously, we'll have some kind of structured events and activities, but it won't be like every day at a certain time individuals have to do something. And I think the exciting part about this is it's not just women this time, it's men as well. And um, I think, you know, we talk about women a lot, but men need to focus on their health and wellness too. For sure. And, and one of the things I'm really excited about this is because this is, these are the types of things that I like doing personally when I go out on, on a trip and I like to be able to be active as possible um, and try to do different, you know, activities that revolve, 
you know, it's going to require some physical effort and it's also going to be enjoyable because I'm experiencing it in a new uh, place. So uh, I wanted to be able to be able to provide that experience to people. So when we say traveling with a purpose, they kind of understand more. This is these are some of the things that we're doing when we're traveling with a purpose um, of, you know, being for our physical and mental health well-being. Um, this is why we're doing this, you know, not uh, not just to be. um seen somewhere you know it's really to be uh, something that you want to take away from um, be able to draw with later on in life so that you know that you're doing um, you know what you want to what you set out to do you achieve so yeah and I think you know um, it's all about what's what works for you Um, when me and Quincy travel I may stay in a hotel a little bit more because I don't get the opportunity to sleep as much as I like and to actually just, you know, sit in front of a pool or a beach without a computer in front of me. So sometimes that to me is healing and relaxing enough. But for him, like he said, he likes to go out and get on an ATV or, you know, get in the water and do different activities. And that's whatever the case may be. Yep. Yeah. So that's healing for him. So that's what we're doing around our retreats. And another way that we're using our travel to um, help healing is we're partnered with the Bakari Foundation. So you've probably heard us talk about this before. Our nephew, Bakari Henderson, the foundation was created in his honor and to continue his legacy after he passed away in 2017. And the goal of the foundation is to provide transformative travel experiences to families in mourning. And so um, he loved to travel And his parents also found that, you know, once he had passed, that it was healing for them to be away from home and and to travel. And they also were, you know, just trying to be in his shoes and continue to do something that he loved to do. And so I think when we started our business, we never even thought about healing from that perspective that, you know, we were thinking more about health and wellness, but we never thought like we can, you know, use this same concept that, you know, is very near and dear to our heart to help, you know, families who are actually mourning um, to get over their loved ones. So we're in the process of planning our first um, experience for the Bakari Foundation um, for a family who was chosen to receive that award. So, you know, it's an interesting process and, you know, it, it makes you feel good. So as hard as the work is behind the scenes, um, just knowing that you're changing and transforming individuals' lives is a good feeling at the end of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think, um, and, and when you're dealing with the, the emotional loss and, and using that travel as a healing mechanism for that, you know, you really get that feeling that, that person is with you wherever you're going. And, you know, you can kind of have that moment, you know, where if you're really silent and, and taking everything in that, you know, you kind of feel their presence with you. And I think, um, you know, that's one of the things that I kind of do when I, when I'm out and use that as a, you know, kind of just a moment to be in tune with, you know, some of the, um, ones that I've lost. And I, I imagine my nephew being right there with me and, you know, on, on some of these journeys and things like that. So, um, you know, it definitely is a healing mechanism for sure. I can relate 100% to that. So. so actually, I think the key here is not actually to sell you on travel because that's what works for us. 
Um, that's what we're passionate about, what we love and what we do. We are here to share the message about what travel has done for us and what, you know, medically and scientifically has been proving that travel can do. But let's face it, I mean, travel's an expense. So not everyone can incorporate travel into their daily lives and embed it the way that we have. Um, luckily we've been blessed to be able to do that. But I think the key is to open up everyone's minds to the notion that experiences of any kind are good for the soul. So take some time to reflect and figure out what works for you, what type of experiences, you know, do you enjoy? And, you know, like Quincy said, to start doing stuff in your community. I think we get emails on a weekly basis that said, these are the local things going on in LA. And um, we typically try to get out if there's something of interest in those items. And a lot of that stuff, like I said, is free. It doesn't cost. Um, Fitness may be your thing. If you enjoy fitness, then, you know, start working out more, start a, you know, group workout class, whatever works for you. Just figure out that experience. But, um, the great outdoors. <laughs> take it in. Man. Yeah. Take it in. Absolutely. Yeah. So hopefully you enjoyed the ride. Join us next week for more Get Lost Life. Until then, peace, love, and light. Thanks for joining. Thanks again for riding with Get Lost Life. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Follow us at Get Lost VIP on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To stay up to date on all things Get Lost, text Get Lost VIP to 31996. Peace, love, and light. Until next time.